I'm Janine. This is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and this is Get the Funk Out. I hope my guests knew the name of the show. Uh, standing by to join me is Jean-Marie Spicuza, and she's joining me to talk about her indie thriller, Night Rain, which is premiering at the 16th La Femme International Film Festival, and congratulations. Thank you, Janine. Thank you so much. Has this always been your genre? It has been so far. I do love multi-genre films and I like many genres, but this does mark the second thriller uh, and the second feature. Have you always loved uh, films that are kind of scary since you were little? Oh, I used to sneak downstairs when my dad couldn't see me. He'd be watching all the, the creature features. And even from the time I was probably like four years old, three or four years old, I would I would kind of hide under the table or something where he couldn't see me and then I'd be scared. And so, you, so you would be you'd be hiding and you'd be watching these things like Alfred Hitchcock or The Twilight Zone or something worse? Actually, even, well, better or worse, depending how you look at it, my dad would sometimes watch these like B thriller horrors from like the 50s or the 60s. Ooh. So those were the, and I do remember actually one of the first films I snuck down and watched on my own was Wait Until Dark with Audrey Hepburn and Alan Arkin. That had a really big impact on me. So that was like a more of a, an upscale thriller that really intrigued me. And Audrey Hepburn's performance in that is just incredible. So tell me about this film. How did you come up with the idea of this film? Great question. So I had just shot The Scarapist in fall of 2012, which was my first feature, first thriller. And I was really intrigued by the activity and the flavor of an independent set because everybody's basically doing every job. It's not as compartmentalized as a studio film. Okay. where everybody kind of fits into a certain and the unions will only allow you to do this or that pretty much you have to do whatever the task at hand is that needs to be done. And I was so fascinated by the camaraderie of that. And so I knew I wanted to make a film about independent filmmaking and indie filmmakers. Uh, but I also wanted to touch on the period aspect. I had recently earned a certificate of film noir studies Great. from CCM and Ball State University. Yes. And I thought I want to bring in the night. 1940s. Now, how are we going to do that on a very small budget? So it just, you know, kind of migrated into this, let's have the indie filmmakers making this micro budget film. So that's kind of part of the, the kind of the dark humor of it is here, they're trying to make a period film on a low budget. Exactly. Then, the, then the thought was, well, what's the subject matter? Well, through this kind of, you know, labyrinthian experience, I started reading a book by Mary Passios called Childhood Shadows. She's really the only person who's written about this murder known as the Black Dahlia murder, this famous unsolved Los Angeles murder. She knew Elizabeth Short. Oh, and there was really? so, oh, it was so interesting. She brought so much humanity and dignity and realism that I thought that's what I want to do. I want to have our filmmakers make a real story about Elizabeth Short, who is better known as the Black Dahlia, rather than the sensationalized exploitative version. Sure. So interesting. Now you shot it on location at the Millennium Biltmore Hotel, Pacific yeah. Dining Car, Crystal Pier. Was it hard to get these sites? Amazingly enough, once we told them what we were doing, especially the Biltmore, the Biltmore basically said to us, welcome home. That became, you know, our base camp for the first like two, two and a half weeks of shooting. Mm -hmm. uh, they realized that in wanting to make an authentic treatment, that was good for them 
because some of the negative stuff that wasn't true about Elizabeth Short, like, quote unquote, she was a prostitute, which wasn't true. And she brought her tricks to the Biltmore. They figured, wow, this is great for us if you're going to bring this real story about her, because that really is sort of a redemption for us, too. So they gave it to us at a fraction and Pacific Dining Car was great. And also, uh, you know, Crystal Pier, they were really cool to us. So amazingly enough, a lot of these places really just kind of wanted to come on board for it. That's amazing. Yeah. Now, how long did it take you to write the script? Great question. So the writing, including the research, took about four years. I was digging into the FBI files, the newspaper reports, which some of these are on microfiche and you can only get them at the downtown Los Angeles library. There is a librarian there named uh, uh, Lee Creason, who he knows so much about it. And Larry Harnish from the LA Times, the writer editor from the LA Times, really he is an expert on the subject. So he helped guide me through a lot of the material too. So tedious to go through microfiche. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And in a little room that's so stuffy and hot, that's one of the reason Mr. Creason was kind of offering to help because he said, you're, you're just going to die in there because it's like a sweat box (laughs) and you have to spend so many hours. And some of these microfiches are actually starting to degrade. So it's really getting harder and harder to really fully research these subjects. Um, all the more reason why I'd love to s- people to support the, your, their local libraries and also, you know, those patrons who can who can help out um, because we need this history. Yes. And we don't want to lose it. You know, what does it feel like to be at this film festival this year in a quarantine? Oh, <laughs> kind of like parts of my movie where the, the, the group is sequestered. Um, on the one hand. It's really different because you can't be in person. On the other hand, it seems like in some ways it becomes more global because it's not just having to physically attend. Yes. Uh, interview on, on, you know, on location. We can actually do this by Zoom, right. like you and I even, in a way we wouldn't have necessarily thought to or had done this before. Definitely. So I do notice people really coming in to be supportive. I think a lot of people want to show their support with everything going on in the world. So it is really interesting how in some ways you miss the in-person contact and in other ways, it actually, your contact is expanded. Right. And I feel that this is the time for people that are creative to get their ideas out there to make their projects because, you know, there are people that are just craving, you know, something, something new, something different. Uh, because of what we're going through. We need diversions for people. I think you're right. I think we need that. I think we need connection, Mm -hmm. which creativity does. I completely agree with you, Janine, that this is really a wonderful time for us to sort of extend to one another. Because you're right, we do need it. People want not only to be entertained, they want to feel like they're part of something. Right. Yes. You know, so yeah. I think that, and that's why, you know, we want to sort of, we're trying to do this in a way to feel very inclusive. Um, so when we, after the screening, which is this, this Thursday, um, October 15th, 6 p.m. Pacific time, after the screening, there will be a Q&A oh, with myself, one of the actors, Adam Lessar, the namesake of the project, Amaya, whose name means Night Rain, and Stephanie, who are both members of my family. Guy Hoffman, formerly of uh, Bodine's Violent Femmes, who did a lot of the music, and Larry Harnish so from cool. the Times. 
Yeah, I mean, it's going to feel really, I think it's going to feel really fascinatingly interactive. And we're going to be learning things we never knew about her before, for right. sure, during this time. And I know people can still get tickets to the festival. Absolutely. Tickets for the festival itself and for individual screenings are all on sale through See Alive. See Alive is sponsoring the La Femme International Film Festival, uh, the 16th annual of this year. And so there's a lot of interactive opportunities, a lot of uh, panels and, and different, uh, different things that people can do. So it seems like they've done a really good job of making it fun they and making it, giving it that feeling that we're still, there's this togetherness. You right. Know? So for people that are burnt out on Netflix and anything else, they can come watch <laughs> some great creative projects. And meet the people who made them, you yeah. know, and feel and feel that feel that excitement of what's it like to do that? What's it like to create that? Right. I always think that's what's cool about festivals. It, it makes that more accessible, you know, and it gives you a feeling of being there, being part of that process. That's amazing. Anything else you'd like to, you know, share with the listeners without giving too much away about the film? Absolutely. Well, we, what I'd like to say is that, you know, there is this, there is this, you know, scary suspense thriller aspect and kind of a dark humor aspect because it is about an actress producer who is unwittingly hired by her stalker to make a low budget period film about the real Elizabeth Short and the events leading up to her murder. But she and her group of indie filmmakers find that as they move through this, this, uh, this, you know, mysterious investors material, they're actually becoming intertwined with the terror. Mm -hmm. And it's really interesting the way we weave that together. So I think it's going to be a really exciting experience. It is the festival debut screening. It has not screened publicly wow. before. So this is, we have three cuts, a director's cut, a theatrical cut, a festival cut. This is the festival cut. So, uh, so it's, I just think it's going to be really fun. And I want to say that it's been so fun to connect with you too, Janine, and be on Get the Funk Out. I saw your article come out late last night oh, and it's already been posted. And I just think if, what I also want to say too, is the reality of Elizabeth Short is she wasn't a prostitute. She wasn't some drifter or grifter. Uh, she was a woman mm -hmm. and she was a young woman who was wanting to make her way in the world. And she wanted to be very glamorous, but it was in very unglamorous circumstances, which I think a lot of us can relate to. Sure. So I think if she receives a redemption, it's not so much finding out who her killer is. It's just realizing that she's a lot like all of us. Right. You know, she's, and not, I who, she's not who people thought she was. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Exactly. She's not who people she's just she's so much like you and me and so many other women out there just trying to live their lives, trying to find love, mm -hmm. trying to find some kind of some kind of financial. Uh, I don't want to just say security, but like fulfillment, I right. guess, is a better word. She's looking sure. for that. Yeah. And I think that's what's I think what I like about what we're bringing forward is that I think it's something all of us can really relate to. That's amazing. Where can people find out more about the film and you? Oh, good question. So we're all over social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, seasonsandamusestudios.com is a site we're preparing to launch. Great. And it is the first fully woman-owned, woman-run 
studio. We I know we had Lucille Ball with Desilu, but she had a lot of help from Desi Arnaz. We we yes, thank you for the applause because I saw your hands go. Oh, the, I did. The audience won't the audience won't see that, but believe me, she, Janine yes. was just I'll bring your I hands clapping. Because we need this. We need something that uplifts uh, women in in entertainment mm -hmm. and helps to drive that creativity because there's so much there. There's just a wealth there that's just waiting and working to be brought forward. So I'm very excited about the fact that we're preparing to launch that around this Amazing. time. Thank Congratulations. you. Congratulations. Thank you so much, Janine. It is such a pleasure. You are just a joy to speak with you. Great questions. Thank you. Thank and you. I love your support of La Femme International Film Festival because for the past 16 years, if you think about it, Leslie Lepage really saw the future. She did. Before a lot of film fatales, which I'm a member of Alliance of Women Directors, Cinefem, a lot of these women director and filmmaker groups, Leslie Lepage was really a front runner of this. You bet. So she really deserves a lot of respect for that. She certainly does. So shout out to her and the whole team. Right on. <laughs> All right, we got to hop off, but thank you so much. I've really enjoyed this. Oh, me too. Thanks again, Janine. Great, great fun. Thank you. Thank you.